it's contagious. I mean, if you go out there, I mean, it's when the three of us talk, it's contagious. I mean, it's it's showing that what God does for people is like nothing else out there, and people just have to wake up, and that's our job. Hey, everybody, you are listening to Canary Cry Radio, and my name's Basil. And this is Gons. Welcome to episode number 145, where we talk the gospel so it will thrive against the evil hive. (laughs) (laughs) Very good, Gons. I think we're giving you too much time to prepare for these intros. But, Gons, this week, awesome conversation with one Mr. Mike Kerr. Yeah, you'll be hearing uh, our interview with Mike Kerr, and he's the guy who put together the Hear the Watchmen conferences and invited me to be a part of it this year. So I'm really pumped about it. Less than a month away. Yeah, you know, we talk a lot. Well, first of all, we talk about his story and uh, some experiences he's had and, and where a lot of that came from, which is super cool, super important for everybody to hear and uh, just very encouraging for everybody. But, you know, I really enjoyed talking about, I mean, really, I, you know, maybe in sort of a navel-gazy way, but I don't think so. I think the, just the importance of having opportunities to get together in person to see and hear and interact with some of the content creators and researchers and authors that we love so much and collecting ourselves together in person with people who think like us, some like-minded people and having uh, the opportunity to fellowship with one another, I think it's a real game changer. And I think it's where this genre really needs to go. And luckily, thanks in part to Mike Kerr, it's going there. Yeah, and we mentioned it in the episode a couple times, but we'll mention it up front too, is that the one question we always get is, hey, do you know anybody local to whoever's messaging us? People that think like you guys or talk about these issues or church that talks about this. And it's like, uh, we always go, Hey, uh, go to the Facebook group or something. We don't have a, right. a way to do that. So to facilitate it necessarily. So this is a really important conversation. And we also talk some other, you know, crazy fringe stuff too. So lots of other crazy stuff. Although I will say the Facebook group is an excellent place to find people near you. <laughs> There's been multiple threads of, uh, you know, where are you from threads for fringy people and uh, lots of people getting connected there. So I, actually, I I'll take this. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Well, I was just going to take this opportunity to tell everybody that they should go to Facebook and uh, join the Canary Cry community, facebook.com slash Canary Cry community. Yes, it is Facebook and it is awful. But as of now, as of this exact moment, it is the place to be to connect with people just like you. A, who listen to Canary Cry Radio and who are on the level, but also people who are just into this genre of stuff altogether. That being said, Gons, in the works. Now, I say, I know we say that things are in the works a lot, but we are working on an alternative to the Facebook group. So those of you who uh, do not do Facebook, and hopefully many of you who do do Facebook, do-do. We'll jump over to uh, this new thing we're building and get together. I know it's legit because it's not just you and I trying to do it. We're actually getting some help from someone. Well, see, that's the difference. That's the difference. See, when it's on you and me <laughs> to build a thousand things or one big thing, it's it's difficult. It takes a long, long time, as you can tell from the many projects we've started that are still in the works. But 
we've been putting the call out more recently for people who are professionals or who have access to, you know, certain things that we need to do, whether it's merch or art or putting together a new community outside of Facebook. And uh, we will have more information about that in the coming weeks and months. But just want everybody to know that, uh, you know, people have been crying out for an alternative to Facebook and we have heard you. And uh, one in particular, excellent listener has uh, stepped up and we'll talk more about that uh, in the future. I'm waiting for the day when there's a couple that says, hey, we met through Canary Cry Radio. We're oh. getting married, and we want you guys to do the wedding because Canary I think you're, cry wedding. <laughs> you're you're ordained to do that, right, Basil? I am. Yeah, there you I go. Am. So you, we got Basil. You can be the official guy. I can do something else. Oh I don't my know. Gosh. It'll I be should fun. see if all else fails. My plan D <laughs> will be to just <laughs> be a wedding officiant to all the fringe Christian people out there. <laughs> just okay, the guy for the for the fringy the people. The guy. Yes, I will travel. <laughs> have mask will travel okay now i want to jump into this conversation it's about time for that but before we do i want to guns this last week i think prompted by the burning man episode we got so many awesome reviews on itunes yes and people that is so cool not only do guns and i read them we read them all so we feel all the warm and fuzzies but it also helps people find the show, which is super important. You know, we got a lot of listeners who pitch in uh, in different ways financially or pitch in their skills to help us build new things. But one way to one way to help out that is huge, um, if you can't any other way, is to go to iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you listen to Canary Cry Radio, Canary Cry News Talk, whatever you listen to, and leave a rating and a review. That's a pretty big deal. Yeah, and we had some great ones, and I love the names of the people. You got the Tinfoil Hat Man, uh, yeah. Cody, Steerier Jr., Smiley Pants, Bless37. You know, you guys can have fun with the names, but thank you so yes, much, because it really does, uh, it made me feel all teary-eyed, Basil. I was like, oh my gosh. I know. People actually listen, and they care. <laughs> Keep those five stars rolling, baby. We haven't gotten our iTunes chart report yet for this week, but I look forward to seeing what our, uh, where we are on the charts after all those ratings and reviews. So thank you very much. Head over to iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you are, leave a rating and a review. Gons and I will read it and uh, it makes us feel all warm and fuzzy. So thank you very much. Also, yep. now, if you do want to contribute to the show in a financial way, this is, now don't turn off, don't, 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 don't pause, don't skip, don't skip, stay here. <laughs> We have a Patreon. We have a patreon.com slash canarycryradio. And this is an awesome place where, A, you can support the show. We don't believe in uh, running ads, selling Swiffer Wet Jets, selling your attention for our own personal gain. We work hard to try to get the good news across. And, you know, selling corporate items is not the reason we do that. Now, because of that, we don't make any money. <laughs> from that particular part of the industry. But if you want to uh, show your love, help keep the show going and help feed Gonza's child, human child, and my felines, uh, you can head to patreon.com slash canarycryradio. We've got all sorts of fun levels and rewards there and we do bonus episodes. So it's a great way to get more Canary Cry Radio 
in your little uh, futuristic computer device in your pocket. And I wanted to uh, just give a shout out, you know, because we do have the levels. We have a few gospel givers, which is our lowest level. We got some evil exposers, which is the next one. The biggest one we have is the Babble Buster group. So all yeah, you Babble, Babble Busters, Busters out there, shout out to you guys. Then That's we got the right. Forever Feasters, the Water of Life, and then we have the Watchman's Duty. So yeah. we got some fun stuff going on there. I think we're going to restructure some of that eventually. So get in there and become one of them, you know, before we Patreon is coming out with some new tools for creators, as they call <laughs> us. Um, so there's going to be some new cool stuff available there. You sign up now, you'll get grandfathered into all the new cool stuff. So do that. And you know what? I know I don't want to take too much time here, but we try to be as casual and cool and nonchalant about the, the financial stuff part of the program. But really, it, it is super, super important. And those of you who do support us, we, uh, we just don't have the ability to thank you enough. It's the reason why we're able to keep doing this. And if you're out there and you've kind of toyed with the idea of checking out the Patreon, or not even Patreon. You can go to canarycryradio.com slash support and just sign up straight through PayPal if you don't want to support Patreon. You can sign up just through PayPal. Makes it automatic. It's all cool. Or you can do a one-time donation there. And I say that because it really, really is incredibly important. And if you've just been kind of toying with the idea and just haven't quite been convinced or you're upset that we don't put stuff out frequently enough, the more support that we get the more time we can devote to being more frequent and keep doing boots on the ground stuff uh, like Burning Man and uh, hopefully, well, I'm definitely going to the conference, going to do some recordings there. Still up in the air about the Storm Area 51 event, which <laughs> I it apparently, uh, no, no, it's happening on the 20th oh, and okay. people are already showing up and already getting arrested oh, God. at the Area 51 event. <laughs> so so maybe that's something I really, that's something I really want to do, but it takes funds to do that. So, you know, if the, if you find Canary Cry Radio in any of our shows, whether it's Canary Cry News Talk or Canary Cry Radio, in any of the hundred almost 150 episodes throughout the years, if you find them edifying or educational or entertaining, uh, please consider supporting financially in one way or another. Okay, yes. that's all I'm going to give it this time. Which is still a lot. It, it was a lot. Was I a apologize, lot. it's a lot. lot <laughs> but I just want to make sure that... It, I communicate how actually impactful it is because I feel like sometimes people are like, eh, my five bucks won't do anything. I I don't have time to go to Patreon and, and sign up, blah, blah, click, blah. Click, click. But it really is huge. You know, if every person who thought about supporting did, then uh, we could, wow, we could take over the world in the good way. <laughs> Not in the robot <laughs> Not in the Illuminati. Way. We got a long way to go to do it, the you know, the actual way where it's happening, you know? Yeah, we're like we're yeah. like scratching at the gate right now. Scratching. Somebody just give us like time travel. Put <laughs> like a hundred, a thousand shares of Apple in our name, like back in 1985, and then uh, that would change the future for us to be billionaires. You okay. weren't even born in 85. All right, go ahead. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good point. I was too. Okay, Gons, let's get into this. Just a reminder, everybody, we have Canary Cry News Talk every week. Get on it. I yep. still don't understand how some of you are not listening to that show. I get it. Some of you don't like it, uh, don't like to hear more news, um, so you haven't given it a try. But 
You just need to listen to understand. Just give it one try. One episode. That is my challenge to everybody here. Listen to one episode of Canary Cry News Talk. If you still don't like it, you don't have to listen. Also, uh, the Joy Spiracy Theory, uh, my other yeah. podcast where I talk mano e mano with um, other fringe Christians, listeners of Canary Cry Radio, that those types of people, uh, as well as some of the uh you know the fringe christian authors and researchers Derek gilbert did an episode mike heiser did an episode all those cool people are coming over to the joy spiracy theory you can find it on your podcatchers listen to that it's good i got some new episodes coming out soon very cool and i still got my face like the sun channel i'm producing videos every at least one every week i'm trying to do now and more than that actually last few weeks but of course you know the more videos i publish basil the more people unsubscribe from the channel mysteriously. So, I know uh, you showed me your yeah. graph that you are definitely being tampered with. Yeah, that that's tampering for sense. sure. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. Okay, everybody, it's time to get into the conversation with Mike Kerr. Uh, sit back, strap in, hold on to your butts because uh, you're gonna like this one. Here we go. Having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus by a new and living way, which he hath consecrated for us through the veil, that is to say his flesh, and having an high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart, in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience, and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for he is faithful that promised, and let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as ye see the day approaching. Woe unto the world because of offenses, for it must needs be that offenses come, but woe to that man by whom the offense cometh. Again I say unto you, that if two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything that they shall ask, it shall be done for them of my Father which is in heaven. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. This is Canary Cry Radio. Jesus stated in Matthew 18:20 that when two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. But is it also true that entities of a more nefarious origin are present when two or three or more are gathered in the name of, say, some other false god? And if so, how important is it for us living in the 21st century to gather in the name of Jesus Christ to counter the kinds of gatherings taking place today? To discuss these issues, our guest today is the organizer of the Hear the Watchman conferences, Mike Kerr. Mike, how you doing, buddy? Hey, I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me on the show. You and Gons are just, uh, gosh, you guys just rock it out there. Yee-hoo! Well, thank you very much, buddy. We're so glad to have you on the show. And we are both uh, looking forward to the conference coming up next month, I guess it is. Man, it's coming it's, it's coming soon. There's a countdown on the website. If you go to hearthewatchman.com, you'll you'll see how many days left. Just so uh, 
my anxiety just keeps going up every time I hear I see a tick. <laughs> <laughs> I think let me let me see if I can pull it up right while we're on here. I think it's like what thirty four days or something it's like that. Thirty three days as of this recording. Thirty three days, thirteen hours, forty two minutes, and twenty six seconds. Yeah, wow, by the time, by the time people are hearing this, it's going to be much less. So that was a yes. pretty numerologically significant uh, time that you saw right when you looked at that <laughs> kind of creeped me out a little bit uh, all right so mike kerr we're so stoked to have you on here we've been talking about the conference coming up for a long time here and i'm happy to have you on because i want to learn first of all more about you we're going to learn more about the conference and then i kind of want to talk about uh, maybe some is a broader aspects of what it means for people to have these conferences available, to go to the conferences, the types of experiences that can be had and the value to be brought away, as well as, I mean, you were uh, getting into telling us some some pretty fun stories of you growing up and uh, skipping school. So we want to make sure to get that in there too. <laughs> People always, when they meet me at these conferences, they, they always come up to me and they say, wow, how did you ever end up doing this? And it's, it truly is a funny story. You know, I grew up in San Clemente, California, right down the street from where you live, Gons. My wife grew up in uh, Dana Point, and she she went to Dana Hills High School. Uh, and uh, uh, I dumped her in college. I mean, now oh, there's a big God. there is a big debate about that now uh -oh. about who dumped who. <laughs> but, but I'm gonna just be honest. With your audience, I dumped her. Uh, Thirty years later, she, she's not here to defend later, herself. No, no, no. Thank God. Um, Thirty <laughs> years later, uh, we reconnected, and we've been married for thirteen years now, and uh, it's just wonderful. But you know, my journey to Christ was a little different than most people's journey is. And, uh, you know, I grew up in the 70s, uh, rock and roll, uh, you know, drugs, all that stuff. We were doing it all back then. And then, uh, you know, I went to work on Wall Street. And, wow, that's uh, quite, a, quite a jump there in the story. It was, it man, from San Clemente to Wall Street, right? I mean, it was, it was, uh, it was a jump. Uh, I went to work on Wall Street traveled all over the world, became a commercial real estate developer, and then became homeless. Ooh. <laughs> you might say, like, how the heck did that happen? Yeah, how does that happen? Yeah, well, it, it happens. You know, what I always tell people when, when I preach today, I tell them, like, you know, the only difference between you and that homeless guy you see on the corner is one day. Yeah. That's all it is. Okay, you could be that person. What happened was I got in a car accident, uh, a horrible car accident, and I ended up getting addicted to painkillers. Oh, wow. And one thing led to another. And what I say now is I say it seems like uh, it was just like, you know, one day I had everything and the next day I had nothing. It was sort of a, a long decline. Uh, but I ended up, I lost everything. I lost my house. I lost my family. I lost everything, and I ended up on the streets of Los Angeles. And one day on the streets of Los Angeles, in front of a restaurant called Felipe's, which my dad actually used to take me to when he worked in downtown Los Angeles as a kid, 
I sat out in front of that restaurant. Another homeless guy that night had stolen my shoes. And so I had no shoes. You know, it's brutal on the streets. Uh, But back then it was nicer on the streets of Los Angeles than it is today. But I sat there and I said a prayer. And I hadn't prayed in a long time. I tried to kill myself several times. I tried to jump off freeway bridges or in front of a train. But I was the hopeless, hope, I, I was always an optimist. I always kept thinking to myself, well, you don't really want to do this because it could get better. And I sat there in front of Felipe's and I said a prayer and the prayer was very simple. I said, God, either kill me or save me. Mm. And I was fine with, I was fine. I mean, you, if you want to kill me, God, I'm fine with that, you know, because I'm done. So a little while later, a guy came up to me. And he gave me a pair of sandals. And he said, I don't know why I put these sandals in my car today, but you look like you need them way more than I do. And I looked down at the sandals and I put them on my feet and I looked up and he was gone, just vanished. Mm. About 10 minutes later, another man came up to me and he said, you know, I don't know why but I don't normally give money to bums like you, which just cut me to the core. And he said, but you know what? He said, I'm going to give you $10 because for some reason I've been told to give you that $10 and it will change your life. And Hmm. I took the 10 bucks you know, and I was like stoked, man. I was like, this is cool. Uh, And then that, (laughs) that guy was gone, right? That guy was gone. So now I was faced with a decision, and the decision was, do I take that $10 and do I walk down by the train station to the liquor store and do I get a bottle of booze to just kill the pain for another day? Or do I take this $10 and do I do something with it? And I got myself up off the ground with my new sandals that this guy had given me, And uh, I sat on a bus bench, and a bus pulled up, and I got on the bus. And I took that bus to the end of the line, which was down in Santa Monica, and I got off the bus, and right across the street was a a program. It was like a a place that helped people who were in trouble like I was. And I walked in, and uh, when I walked in, the lady that was there said, we've been waiting for you. And... Now, I found out later, she says that to everybody, but it made me feel pretty special at the time. And I went into that program, and I turned my life back around. Wow. Wow. And now, here we are today, you know, maybe 25 years later. And uh, uh, it's been an amazing journey. And, you know, here the Watchmen, I went to, I mean, it's really kind of crazy how here the Watchmen all started. Jeannie, uh, my wife, she kind of woke up earlier than I did. And, and, uh, you know, I was always a believer, but I wasn't really, you know, it's kind of a fringe sort of person, but she totally came awake and, and she used to listen to, uh, the Hagmans and Steve Quayle and all these other nutcases is what I thought <laughs> they were at the time. Right? I mean, I thought they were total nutcases. And, uh, She said to me one day when I came home from work, she said, hey, I'm going to go to this conference in Bozeman, Montana. 
and uh, do you want to come with me? And I said, uh, well, uh, who's going to be there? And she said, well, the Hagmans and Steve Quayle. I said, oh, my God, I don't want to go to that. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I, I don't want anything to do with those people. And uh, and then I said, so, wait, where is it? She said, Bozeman, Montana. Now, I happen to love fishing. Like, it's my, you know, like, later this afternoon, I will be on the river up here fishing. Uh, it's just my thing. So, Fishing around Bozeman, Montana, is some of the best fishing in the whole world. And I looked at her schedule, and her schedule said that the conference started at like 8 in the morning and went till 9 at night. And I was like, you got to be kidding me. 12, 13 hours uninterrupted fishing? I'm going. So I went. <laughs> so I went. So we get there. And she says to me, she says, will you just come in for a minute? I'm, I'm going to go help help them. We were early. She goes, I'm going to help them set everything up. And I said, okay, but don't leave me standing there alone like you always do. Because she's very social and I'm not, you know. And uh, so we go in and, of course, she leaves me. And so I'm standing there twiddling my thumbs and this guy comes in, and he's kind of huffing and puffing, and he's carrying all these boxes and stuff, and he's trying to set up a table outside because people were setting up tables to put their books out and stuff like that. And I looked at this guy, and I'm like, hey, do you need some help? And he's like, oh, man, I'd really appreciate some help. And uh, so I started helping him. And then we're putting all the books out on the table, right? And he says, hey, I got to go get some more books. I'll be back in like 15 minutes. Can you stay here? And I said, sure, I'll stay at your table. Well, he came back like two hours later. <laughs> and he, you know, all these people were coming up to me, and they're asking me about these books, right? And I'm looking at the back <laughs> cover of the book, and I'm like, yeah, this one looks pretty cool. This one's about giants and, you know, stuff like that. And uh, they're like, well, which is the best one? And I'm like, well, look, the, the cover of this one looks really pretty cool. Here, this one's <laughs> so my wife comes over and she goes, what are you doing? And I said, well, this guy came in and he, and he needed help setting up the table. And uh, so I set his table up and now all these people are coming and they're buying books. I have like a thousand bucks uh, <laughs> in book sales for this guy that I don't even know who he is. She goes, you don't know whose table you're at? I said, I have no idea. He just took off. She goes, that's Steve Quayle. <laughs> and I was like, who the hell is Steve Quayle? You know? Uh, and, and so, but what happened over the course of the weekend, which was amazing, was I never went fishing. I sat there with Steve Quayle for the entire weekend. Wow. And listen to him talk to people. I went to every session that they had at that conference. And uh, I just, it was, it was, uh, it was life-changing to me. And, and then uh, at the end of the conference, I got baptized by uh, Pastor David Langford and Steve Quayle. And uh, it was amazing. I mean, it totally changed my life. The next year, Jeannie and I wanted to go to the conference again, but they weren't going to do it. The guy that produced the conference, he didn't want to do conferences anymore. So we were like, wow, you know, we kind of, 
we were bummed out. You know, there was no conference to go to. My wife was a professional event planner, so that kind of helped. And then one night, I had a very clear vision in what I call a dream. My wife says, you know, it was a vision. But uh, I had a very clear dream where God came to me and said, gather my people. And nothing else. Just that. Gather my people. And uh, I told my wife about it in the morning, and she said, yeah, you were talking in your sleep and and, (laughs) all this stuff about gathering people and bringing everyone together. And uh, that's how Here the Watchmen started. We we just decided, like, uh, you know, we'll go ahead and go out there and let's do a conference. And uh, now we're, I think we're 12 conferences down the road now. Wow. wow. You know, 12 annually? 12. You started 12 years ago? Or? No, we started three years ago. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> 12 conferences in three years. That's yeah. pretty impressive. Yeah. Next year, we're going to step it up. Next year, we're going to go. We want to go to we want to change our model a little bit. We normally like in Orange County when we come there. It's a fairly big conference. Yeah. Next year, we're going to step it up and we're going to go to more cities because we feel that it's now necessary for us to go to the remnant body of Christ, for us to go out there and for us to bring the Lord's message to them where they live. It's getting harder and harder to travel yeah. for people. It's more expensive. So we're going to step it up. We're going to, we want to go to hopefully uh, one city a month next year. Wow. That is so impressive. You know, and I love that because a lot of different companies or groups or whatever, you know, they'll put on a conference every year. Very cool. Look forward to it every single year. But to really be as prolific as you guys are shows the the desire, the need for that type of thing. And as we've talked about with Carl Tykerb on the show, you know, regarding his research and transformative events, I mean, people in general like to get together and they like to get together with people like them and in the you know in the secular world there's all sorts of events going on all the time whether you know it's something as big as burning man or step down a little bit coachella step down a little bit more you know there's all these music festivals people like going <laughs> to and there's really nothing like that on sort of a regular basis and so i think people in our little fringy group I think it's really exciting to start having more and more events that people can get together, meet each other, you know, really get connected because the biggest complaint that we hear on our side from our listeners is we want to get together. We want to meet more people like us. You know, I feel so, feel a little lonely, a little alone in my town. My church doesn't believe any of this stuff you know my family isn't into it all i have is my best friends basil and cons <laughs> that's so true i mean you're so you're dead spot on with that you know what i mean Thank we you. all feel alone i mean and that's the thing when you're out there i mean and and uh, you know i used to live in laguna niguel uh dana point area uh, grew up down there like i said earlier i mean in our neighborhood, if we talked about the things that you and I talk about today, we talk about what's really going on in the world, people looked at us like we were crazy. Oh, yeah, totally. 
crazy. And just as a fun fact, I actually lived in Dana Point for a couple of years too. So I <laughs> we all have know. experienced we crazy, dude. I've recorded some Canary Cry shows from Dana Point. And yeah, totally. I mean, it's it's a pretty isolating experience. It's it's all that sunshine and fresh air, man. People don't care. <laughs> and the liberal, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go political. Honestly. I'm not gonna go there. But I mean, here's the deal. I mean, there are a ton of conferences out there now. When we started, there was like maybe uh, Gary Stearman did a conference, and then there was one in Colorado, and then there was us. And there were no other conferences. Now, praise Jesus, there's like a conference every month somewhere. But the difference is when you, if you want to just go to a conference and be an attendee, there's a ton of them out there for you. If you want to go to a conference and be part of a family, you come to Hear the Watchman. Because at Hear the Watchman, it is a family. We gather, we come together. There are people like, well, I, we were talking off air. L.A. Marzulli is one of them. L.A. Marzulli has spoken at every Hear the Watchman that we have done. He's always been there. And it, it, he will tell you exactly what I'm telling you. There is some sort of a phenomena that goes on where it truly is a family gathering where people come together they get each other. They pray with each other. Miracles have happened. I mean, I have seen insane miracles happen at our conferences where uh, there was a woman that was stage four cancer and Pastor Begley, Paul Begley, and his mm-hmm. wife Heidi prayed over them. And she sent me the results of her test when she went home and her cancer was like gone. Wow. wow. Stuff happens. Now, don't get me wrong, okay? So I'm not promising people if they come to these conferences that they're going to get cured. <laughs> Good uh, stipulation. <laughs> a little disclaimer a there. There's the disclaimer. There. This is not but a medical uh, miracle no, conference. Not, yeah. But uh, it's amazing what happens. I mean, the Lord works in mysterious ways. And uh, when you come to a Hear the Watchman conference, you better have your seatbelt on. You better be ready to have your life changed in a positive way forever. And here's the shameless self-promotion for gones. If you go to our website, hearthewatchmenmen.com, and you purchase a ticket and you enter the promotional code GONS20, you'll save $20 off your ticket. And if you can't make it to the conference and you want to live stream it, you'll save 20% off your live streaming. And that helps Gons because we pay Gons a little bit of money for all, all that, for his efforts, and it helps his ministry to keep going. And the right. Lord knows that bum needs it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's, there's wow. the other funny thing, guys, right? I mean, everybody wants us to continue in our ministries, right? Right. But when that money thing comes up, they're yeah. like, wait a minute, you know, hey, uh, you know, I'm sorry, it takes money to do what you guys do. I mean, it, yeah. it does, you know, so, <laughs> yeah, so help always... Gons out, folks. Come on, buy <laughs> Come on, people. Oh, You're not on the Patreon. Money. Help him out, man. <laughs> One of the great things about um, doing the conferences, and I think people are, I haven't seen too much complaint about 
paying for conferences because there's at least some, uh, you know, some visible expenses that people can experience. When it comes to podcasts, you know, it's a free podcast, downloads automatically on your phone. All the expenses that it takes to make it kind of are hidden behind a, a wall of mystery. But I, I think it's a testament that people are so open and willing to actually, you know, helping financially to put on these conferences by buying tickets and so on and so forth. And uh, again, I think it goes back to the inherent value in it. Guns, if you had something you wanted to throw in, I'll let you do that or else we, we can take the next step forward. Oh, we can move forward. I'm just, I, I, I appreciate the plug plus the thrown under the bus. It's just, I'm, yeah, no, Gons, Gons, oh man, Gons, in the arms of the angels. You know, man, this is what people, people, you know, people always say to us, like, uh, okay, so if I buy a ticket, it's one hundred and twenty nine dollars or something like that. I mean, you, you use the use Gons twenty as a code, so you're getting it for like ninety nine, I think. And they'll say to me, they'll they'll send me emails and they say, does that include food and my hotel room? <laughs> and I'm like, I, uh, you know, I wish. I mean, I don't know what planet you're on. Right. Uh, but we drive a very hard deal with the hotels. We're hosting this one in Orange County at the Hilton, right across the street from John Wayne Airport or Santa yeah. Ana Airport now, right? I mean, yeah. SNA. How that ever became Santa Ana, I don't know. But anyway, I, that is strange. <laughs> that is strange. But it's a uh, right across the street from the airport, and we've we were able to drive a rate of I think it's ninety nine dollars per night if you go on our website and you book your room uh, using the group discount. Ninety nine dollars a night for a hotel room. By John Wayne Airport in Orange yeah. County, California, is yeah. insane. That is pretty yeah, that's, insane. That's, that's, that's crazy. That is really crazy. That is insane. Yeah, for for listeners out there, that that whole area is a very business heavy area. I mean, we got you know the Google Building is like down the street from the airport. It's a, it's a huge kind of corporate center. So uh, ninety nine dollar hotel right ticket Newport is pretty, Beach. Newport Beach yeah. is right down the street. That's right. You know? Yeah, and so you know. I mean, we do our best, and, you know, we don't, uh, Jeannie and I are blessed. Uh, we, we, like I said, we sold our home in California and moved to the mountains of Idaho, and we're blessed. And we don't try to make money on any of this stuff. We just try to cover the cost of the hotel, the speakers, their airfare. I mean, let's, let's okay, so let's take a look. Pastor Paul Begley, L.A. Marzulli. Okay, they live halfway across the country. So when they come to speak at our conferences, someone has to pay for their airfare. And then all the speakers, we, we love to bless their ministries with a little honorarium, whatever we can do. And that's all we do. So when people say, oh, you guys are all about the money and all that, blah, blah, blah. One more time. <laughs> there it is. Satan. You know, Satan ruined his ugly head one more time. I mean, we have know. a Patreon account and people think we're sellouts. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> go, go figure. I mean, it's, it's hard like to win crazy. when it comes to that. Yeah, you, you can't. I mean, you can't. But it's interesting. The people that complain the most are the people who never come to the conferences. They never 
do the live streaming. They never buy DVDs. All they do is complain because that's what Satan does. Satan tries to reach through all of our ministries with divisiveness. I mean, I'm going to do a show on my uh, YouTube channel today with uh, Michael Boldea. Michael Boldea is Dimitri Dudeman's grandson. Michael has spoken at several of our conferences. He'll be in Orange County. And, you know, I mean, he's an amazing guy, but he did a post on Facebook the other day. He posts weekly on Facebook with some really great stuff. But he said in his recent post, he goes, I am now going to wear oven mitts at every conference (laughs) that I go to or whenever I preach because people seem to go frame by frame, and they're claiming the, <laughs> the hand signals. <laughs> Same here, buddy. I got a couple of those right. videos. I'll, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you what, I died laughing when I looked at that because <laughs> I get I get emails after every conference. After every conference, I get an email. So Coach Dave Dobbenmeyer in frame number 3,263 oh used a satanic hand signal. And I'm like, okay, yeah. first of all, <laughs> I know Coach Dave. He, There's nothing satanic about him. <laughs> Second of all, you really watched frame by frame? Do you have a life? You know, God wants us to go out and do something. I mean, I always say... Uh, when I wrap my shows up on my YouTube channel, I always say there's nothing that you can't do with Jesus in your heart, except nothing at all. Right. You got to get out there, man. You got to do something. You know, hey, what, you know, people think all the time, Gons, I'm not good enough. I'm not, I can't do this. Hey, wait a minute. I was a homeless guy with no shoes on the streets of Los Angeles. And now I do hear the watchman. I don't do it. God does it. But this is what he's asked me to do. We've baptized over a thousand people and we've had over a hundred thousand people either come to or live stream our conferences. I mean, how does that happen? So yeah, don't, wow. tell me, don't tell me that you can't do something for God because you can't. You just have to be willing to step it up. That's all it takes, man. Yeah, it's yeah. the ten, $10 moment. That's all it takes. I mean, and, and, uh, you know, like I minister on the streets when I can now, I mean, there's up here, it's interesting where I live today. There are no homeless people up here because if someone's in trouble up here financially, the community helps them out. They, they find them a job on a farm or a ranch or something like that. They get them work and they help them. And, and so there are no homeless people here. But when I go to Los Angeles and when we go to New York and stuff, I go out on the streets and, and I talk to people and I preach to people on the street because you just, again, you don't know. You never know. That person that you see in front of the 7-Eleven or the Circle K that's sitting there with just dirty and all that stuff, that's one of God's kids. Yeah. And. It's up to you. you. You don't have to go buy them. You don't have to give them money. I'm not suggesting you walk up to them. I mean, it worked for me. Okay, you don't got to give them money. This helps. I'm, but... I'm not suggesting that you walk up and then they're going to go into the Circle K and buy a 12-pack of beer or something like that. <laughs> I'm not saying that's what you want to do, but you want to reach out and you want to try and help them. I mean, yeah. because, you know, look, 
Have you guys, I mean, you you both really studied the Bible. I know you have. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, the disciples were sort of a motley crew. I mean, you got to admit, those guys had some stuff going on. One was a murderer, another was an adulterer, another was a drunk. You know, I mean, come on. I mean, so... It's it's that old saying uh, that, that uh, I and I don't remember who might even have been Billy Graham that uh, which I was this is going to cause you all cause controversy because I mentioned Billy Graham but uh, <laughs> whoever it was that said uh, God doesn't call the qualified he qualifies the called right and and that's very true when you're out there in the world. And as Christians at times, you know, we we tend to stand up on our pulpit and say, oh, this, 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 this is the way it is, you know. But when you're out there in the world and you come across someone uh, that's in trouble or sinning, you don't beat them up. You invite them to come to God. You invite them to come to Jesus, and you teach them the forgiveness that the Lord has for all of us, for the sins that we have committed over our lives once we're willing to repent. I happen to have repented, and I'm. you guys know where this is, in downtown Santa Ana at the Orange County Jail on oh, the yeah. floor of a jail cell there that smelled like puke and urine. That's where I finally got on my knees and repented for everything that I had ever done in my life. And it was amazing. I mean, it was truly amazing what what happened and, and how I was restored after that, you know? And so anybody can do it. And, and I think we, we tend to think, you know, people listen to you gons and, and, and both all three of us, they listen to us and they think, oh, well, these guys are special. We're not special. We are not special at all. You got that right. <laughs> we, are, we are just humble servants of the Lord. Yeah. You know, I wake up in the morning and put my pants on the same way both of you do and everyone else does. With right. two robotic arms? Yeah. With two <laughs> suspended <laughs> from the ceiling? In a, in a drone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You're absolutely right. And, um, you know, that's something that takes me a little aback once in a while is we'll get an email or something from someone and, you know, I can, you can kind of tell that their idea of us is much bigger than our idea of us. And, uh, it gets a little flattering for a second, but it's also just a lot of pressure when, uh, people think, you know, you work for the CIA. I mean, that's a big gig. <laughs> well, yeah, we're not getting paid for that stuff. But, you know, the thing that's really interesting to me is that a lot of people that uh, that are speaking at these conferences, and I'm not trying to be ageist here, but so, most of the speakers are older than us, older than myself, and people mm-hmm. like Josh Peck and Stephen Bancars and Basil here. Older than you, Gons? How is I know, that possible? I know. Grumpy Gons is, is still younger than some people, <laughs> no, believe it or don't not. Don't even go there. <laughs> Come on, but, but here's the deal, you know, for someone like me, just from personal experience, I know that if I try to, because people have said like, well, do you have a real job? And it's like, well, I do this, I try to do this every day. And I mean, I, you know, it is kind of a job, but if I try to get like a normal job, 
like a normal whatever it is corporate job. No, maybe, we're completely unemployable. We're at unemployable. This point. <laughs> they're gonna look us up on the internet and they're gonna be like, we we don't want this crazy person working at our our uh, drive through, you know. So we're, we're kind of stuck <laughs> here. Popeyes, <laughs> we're stuck in this little niche. And so that's why we're we're very you know I'm grateful of all the people that are willing to put down their hard earned dollars into a conference into the ministry. It's all appreciated. You know, it's not much. We, if it was really about making money, I always say this: if it was really about making money for all of us, we would not be doing this. We would not be doing this. We would be yeah. doing something else. Listen, I was a commercial real estate developer in Orange County, California. Okay, if I wanted to go back to making money, you know what? That's that's what I do. It's not That's about the money. It. It's yeah. not. It's innocent. And you know, I want to tell you something about normal jobs. Normal is actually only a setting that you find on your dryer <laughs> when you go to dry your clothes. Normality <laughs> is a paved road. It yeah. truly is. It's easy to walk, but there's no flowers that grow on it. Mm. You have to break the mold. You know, and if you're not doing that, if you're, if then you're not doing what God wants you to do, because God wants you to go out, and God wants you to show people your love in your in your. Uh, it's contagious. I mean, if you go out there, I mean, it's when the three of us talk. It's contagious. I mean, it's it's showing that what God does for people is like nothing else out there, and people just have to wake up, and that's our job. Amen. Amen. Now, going back to the conference a little bit here, I, as you know, was involved in a conference many years back and uh, was disbarred from the conference. (laughs) (laughs) I was uh, unceremoniously relieved of my position. Um, which is fine. I totally understand. Uh, but I did uh, continue to go to the conference, that conference, and has, have been to a few conferences since. What type of experience can people expect? I mean, obviously, we have uh, classes and and lectures and things like that from some of the people that we listen to and watch on a you know sometimes daily basis. Uh, which in itself has a, you know, for me, I, I love that. I love seeing the people in real life that I, uh, you know, see and listen to regularly, not just because, you know, it's fun, whatever, you know, seeing the pseudo celebrity that I enjoy so much, but you actually get to like hang out and talk with people and you get to meet uh, people and do and and uh, anyways, I'm answering my own question now. But tell me a little bit about what kind of experience you try to develop at these conferences. We try to here, here what we do, Gonz and Basil. We, what we try to do, we try to provide a full meal for people. Now, I have been attacked in the past by people who have said you can't possibly have a Baptist and a Pentecostal (laughs) on the same stage. And I'm like, why can't I? You know, Mm. I mean, you're going to hear a lot of different opinions and a lot of different views, but everybody that speaks at our conferences loves Jesus. And that's the important thing, you know, is that they're all about Jesus. They all love the Lord and they want to bless you. So when you come, I mean, look, when we, if we went to uh, a restaurant together, the three of us, 
Gons might like uh, sushi. I might not. But actually, I do like sushi, but we just can't get any up here. Hypothetically. Um, yeah, I, was gonna <laughs> say I don't that. know if I would yeah. trust any sushi. And basil, <laughs> basil might be like a steak and potatoes guy. Okay. Mm. And the three of us are going to have a share. We're going to share a meal. We're not going to argue with one another <laughs> over your taste in food. And that's what we try to do at Hear the Watchman. I mean, uh, you know, I've had people come up to me and say, man, you know what? I thought that guy, L.A. Marzulli, was a total nutcase. But when I heard him speak today, he made me think. Now, that is the highest compliment that we can get as organizers. That is the highest compliment that a speaker can get, is if they make people think. Because that's what we want to do. We want to present stuff to people that gets them to start to think mm. and gets them to come to conclusions on their own. Our conferences truly are like a giant family reunion, better than your own family, because in your own family, when you get together for reunions, somebody always does something and the fight breaks out. That doesn't happen at our conference. It's like a giant family reunion. <laughs> unless, unless they see Basil walking around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, they start, and then they pick fights with Basil and try to kick him out. <laughs> but it's a different, it's a, it, I mean, it's just a, it's, it's something that's a very special. I, I, I'm not sure I can do it justice in words, but you know, it's interesting that you, that you mentioned Gons about age because mm -hmm. our big, one of our big goals next year, and I talked to Tom Horn about this, Tom and I spent some time together alone, prayed and talked to one another. And uh, we both feel that it's time to bring the younger generation up because all of us are getting old, man. We're, we're tired. And, uh, and so we're going to do next year for lack of a better term, sort of a young person's conference where we're going to have people like you, Stephen Bankars, Josh Peck, the fall brothers, uh, and some other people. We're going to bring some uh, young women in that are, are, are part of the remnant body. And we're going to try and help them to grow and to bring more people, younger people in. I mean, Stephen Bankars, I mean, many of you don't know him. Uh, Stephen Bankars was total new age and huge. I mean, he was making like 30 grand a month on, on YouTube with his new age stuff. And he came to Jesus. Now he doesn't make anything. But he, he, uh, he and Josh Peck wrote a book about how the New Age is infiltrating the church. Uh, he's an amazing young man. Yeah, actually, man. We, uh, he's a friend of the show. We had him on a few episodes ago, if uh, listeners will remember. And uh, he actually just popped up on a Fox station recently. They did a whole big six-minute piece on him. Yeah. Oh, he's incredible. It's incredible. I mean, you know, I, I meet people, as you can imagine, all across the country. And through my YouTube channel and through the conferences, I'm always meeting people and people are emailing me. Stephen Bankars has one of the most in-depth knowledge of the Bible of any young man I've ever met. I mean, the guy is amazing you know and and you look at our speakers okay so our speakers at here the watch <clears throat> we have paul mcguire paul mcguire is 
just, I mean, he's out there on, on the cutting edge of prophecy. We have uh, Pastor Paul Bagley, Stephen Bankers, Michael Boldea, Russ Dizdar. Now, Russ Dizdar, if you've never met Russ Dizdar, this guy goes in the streets and deals with satanic cults. Right. He, he yeah. goes out and actually rescues people. Derek Gilbert from Skywatch TV. Derek Ooh. is, I mean, th- this guy, he's like a walking encyclopedia. Of course, L.A. Marzulli, uh, Josh Peck, Gons Shimura, uh, and, and Carl Tycrib. I mean, and, and there's more. I mean, we have Mark Sutherland coming from uh, all the way from London to speak at the luncheon, and then David Havener with David Havener TV, and he's, he's doing a whole Christian TV network now. It's just going to be a great time for people to come together, learn what's going on. And if you're a listener of this show and you're a fan of Gons and Basil, you need to be there. I mean, that's all there is to it. Don't I'm going to be there. You better be. Uh, <laughs> or I'll come down and slap you around. But you, <laughs> you, you, you need to get there. Don't forget. Use the code GONS20. And save yourself $20 off a ticket. We really want to see you there. Yeah. How do you guys uh, feel about gorilla podcast episodes getting recorded in the hallways? <laughs> <laughs> we're all good with it. I'm, I'm just asking for a friend, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're all good with it. You know, anything we can do to spread the word is fine. And so, okay. you know, we're all good with that. Uh, you, you're no. you're do whatever you want. I mean, the only thing that we ask is nobody records anything on video because that's right. We, we spend a tremendous amount of money recording all of this stuff and presenting don't want it any live stream and on DVDs. So you don't want any uh, intellectual property pirates coming. Pirates, around. yeah, yes, <laughs> pirates. Um, and uh, what's your protocol? Is there a moratorium on fake beards? <laughs> These are just some really important questions that uh, I'm just, again asking for a friend. Well, no, I mean, and and, and telling you for a friend, if you come in with a beard, I'm going to reach up and grab your beard. <laughs> <laughs> okay, noted. I well, I mean, and, and I got to tell you, so it's it's funny. I uh, uh, listen, when I, I don't I don't think I when I lived in Laguna Niguel, I didn't have a beard, but when I moved to the mountains of Idaho. A beard was required. Yeah. No, it's a survival <laughs> technique they teach kids in school. <laughs> um, well, that's awesome. Well, that's that's really cool. And I mean, that does uh, sort of echo my own feelings about these types of get-togethers. And it's extremely exciting to hear that you're going to be doing them as often as possible. And uh, also, sounds like you guys have a forward-thinking mentality in the organization to, you know, even though I will say young guys like us and and young, younger listeners and everybody, we really do look up to, you know, you guys, your, you, that group, your group, if I'm talking about age group there, if it wasn't for you guys, we would never have gotten into it. Yeah. Um, so we love and respect you guys for that, but, uh, very cool to hear about pushing the next generation of you know researchers and podcasters and and fringy types like us uh onto the podium fake beard or not yeah you guys are the future i mean you are i mean 
you know, those of us like Tom Horn, Steve Quayle, myself, you know, I mean, we're we're getting tired. I was going to say, you guys are probably wanting to retire pretty soon. <laughs> and uh, and so it's it's uh, we got to we've got to do what we can do to bring you guys up. It's amazing what I see out there. I mean, you look at the world today and I'm going to get political for just a minute. You look at the world today and you see this socialist agenda that's being pushed on us. You have our dear friend Omar, who says that she is critical of the United States because we're hypocritical. But then at the same time, she married her brother and now she's getting divorced from her husband and marrying another guy who's married to someone else and and he's getting divorced. I mean, it's craziness out there. And, you know, the thing is, you can vote yourself into socialism, but you have to shoot your way out of it. Oh, and, wow. That is that's good. A good. That is a really oh, good line. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's true, guys. I Dropped mean, look at what's bomb. going on in Venezuela. 15 years, I think it was. They were, they were like, uh, I don't know, number seven, I think, in the world economy of oil producing nations. And, yeah. and in 15 years, they've gone to what? Like chaos. Complete, and, and complete of, anarchy. Yeah, because of socialism. But yeah. and, and that's a deal. And I don't think in why I love you guys and I love the message that you guys are putting out there is you're putting the message out that, hey, I'm young and I'm a believer in Christ and it's cool to do this. I, I can be cool and do this. I can say that, hey, I don't want socialism. You know, right. I, I can do those things, and it's cool, you know, and the problem is that, you know, a lot of, and, and I have, like, I have a, like, my daughter, my daughter is in medical school, and I can't talk to my daughter about anything about the stuff we talk about, because she's, like, just on another planet with it all, right. uh, you know, but, I mean, you know. God bless her. She'll come around. I mean, if you if you tried to talk to me about the stuff that we're talking about today, when I was in college or you know younger, I would have been like, "What you nutcase?" You know. <laughs> so you know. It seems like people nowadays, especially well, since 2016 anyway, more and more people are realizing like, "Hey, maybe what they're saying on the news isn't really true." And I was talking to my uh, my sister and and brother in law the other day. And I asked them about the Epstein thing because we don't talk about these things a lot, but I just brought it up and I was like, what do you guys think? Do you guys believe the story? And they were like, no. And and they're very, (laughs) they're really into the, just the culture and all that. So it was surprising to me, you know, to hear that, like, whoa, like you you guys don't believe it. What do you guys think happened? Like, oh, it's just too shady, all the stuff. And it's like, well, you know, not a shock to people like us that that have been looking at it for a while. But I do have a question just in terms of uh, the conference in general. Do you guys plan to do or have you done some kind of like marketing in terms of like a more normal outlet and trying to reach the the local communities where you have the events? Absolutely. I mean, we we have done uh, uh, radio spots in the local areas, especially in Dallas. Dallas is kind of our you know, that's kind of our home base, so to speak. Uh, We've done we've done all kinds of marketing. It's interesting, though. I mean, I think you guys will get this. Like in Orange County, 
for mm. instance, you have thousands of churches. Yeah, so does, yeah, there's a lot. So does the Dallas area. So the first year we did Dallas, I sat at my computer and I looked up every church in the Dallas area and I sent them an email. I'd go find their contact. Uh, I think there was like maybe 3,000 that I did. Out of all of those, only one church responded. Wow. Wow. So, you know, it, it, that's where it's at, man. I mean, you know, it's <laughs> it's like uh, they don't want to hear what we're talking about. Yeah. You know, they don't want to hear it. I mean, and, <clears throat> you know, at our conferences, we have people that are pre-trib and post-trib. Personally, I'm pan-trib, which just means that I'm going to continue to serve Jesus the best I can, and however it all pans out is right. the way it'll pan out, man. I'm I'm not going to fight with you about your position. And that's the beauty of Fear the Watchman is that, yeah. you know, you have people that have different beliefs and they all come together. But the bottom line is they all love Jesus. Yeah. And, yeah. and it's really cool when, and you'll see this, it's really cool when you're in a room full of people and age, race, sex don't matter. Yeah. At all. They don't matter because everybody's there because they love Jesus. Yeah. And and they all come together at that moment. It's like that moment in time is priceless. Yeah, it's absolutely true. And Gons and I, we've been doing this long enough where, you know, our views on certain things have shifted and gone back and forth and waved like a flag in the wind just because there's new information, there's new research, that people make better points, you know. But the one thing that's obviously stays consistent the whole time is a focus on Jesus and a focus on the scripture. And in these times when you see, again, just to use political language, specifically on the left, you know, you see communities ripping each other apart because they don't agree on the granular details of what they believe. And the thing that I find really special about communities like ours is you can have fairly wildly different beliefs than somebody, you know, in the context of, I mean, even just take uh, the tribulation beliefs. I mean, the, the, the difference between pre, mid, and post, and pan, theological differences in that are pretty big. I mean, pretty big consequences, depending on how that ends up shaking out. But it's come to the point where if the believers of pre, mid, post, pan, whatever, tribulation, wherever you land on that scale, we can all get along. And it's not a divisive issue. To some people, it certainly still is. And those types of people tend to, you know, not really last too long in, in the community context. But that's the special thing about our community, I think, is that so many of what you would call, you know, audience members or, or people who consume the material are so smart. And are so well-researched and pay attention to things and realize that there's a lot of information out there and that the most important thing is that we gather together as brothers and sisters in Christ. And that's really special. And I look forward to experiencing that again at this upcoming conference. So, Well, amen. And, you know, God wants us to love each other. 
he wants us to help each other. I mean, the the last words that my father said to me before he died, I was with him when he died. The last words he said to me were, never, ever give up and always help people. Yeah. Now, when he said that, and then he died, right? I was like, for years, I was like, what's up with that? What What happened to like, you were a great son, you know, or I'm proud of you or whatever. <laughs> what, what happened to that? This isn't quite the never, personal, ever give up and no always help people. Touch. The personal that's your, affirmation. That's your last words to me, you know, but, but it, those words, they saved my life, you know, because when I was homeless on the streets, you know, I never gave up. And yeah. and now in my life, I always try to help people. I try mm-hmm. to do whatever I can to help people. And sometimes helping people is simply a smile. That's right. all it takes. Yeah. You know? And I think in today's world, we get so, you know, wrapped up in everything going on. Epstein, I mean, this recent tragedy in Santa Barbara, right, where the boat right. caught yeah, on fire. Yeah. You hear, you hear these things and you, you these tragedies and you're like, where is God in all of that? You know, yeah. but you know, if you're a true Christian, like, like we are, that God's everywhere. And, and it's up to us to go out and shine the light of the Lord on everyone. And that's what we try to do with these conferences. And that's why we're so grateful to have guys like you, Gons, who are there and sharing the, the stuff that you share about, the cutting edge, the stuff that, I mean, there used to be a TV show called Fringe. And, yep. and, and I loved it. I mean, because, you know, we are fringe, but when we get together, we are a family of fringe. Yeah. You know? Right. Yeah. <laughs> family of fringe. Family there of fringe. we go. The name of the next conference. The one thing that I noticed, well, a couple things. First, the first time I went to one of these big conferences was out in Branson. And I was actually a church employee at the time. I think Basil, we we had just started Canary Cry, maybe. Yeah. Maybe it was maybe it was a year before that. I'm not sure, but it was it was around that time. And being at a, a semi big church, you know, we got to see under the hood. Obviously, if you're tech, you're you see a lot of under the hood at the church. And <laughs> and too um, much, man, too much, too, too much, much stuff. <laughs> uh, but when I went to the conference, I was actually very surprised at the the kind of camaraderie and the you know the, the kind of friendships that you build at those events. It was quite amazing, and I thought, wow, I'm getting way more fellowship here than I am as an employee at a church. And I get right. that it's it's a different context because when you're a tech at a church, you have a job to do, and it's not you're not there to fellowship with people. And they um, put you in a dark closet <laughs> with a single co- computer screen where you belong. And yeah. then if you mess up, it's your fault. But if everything goes right, then the speaker was phenomenal. Um, <laughs> uh, but so I noticed that that was the one thing I noticed. And then the the other thing that um, that I've noticed is that people I, I love meeting the people because they all have different stories about how they, you know, stumbled into your material or whatever. And that's the kind of stuff where I'm like, I would never hear that. Or if I do, I see it in emails and stuff, but to have it, have someone tell you that face to face, looking into your, you know, each other's eyes, it's like, wow, this is really crazy. This is way bigger than me. That's the feeling I always get. It's like, well, you know, praise God, because I'm doing this day to day kind of grind thing. But in reality, it's, it's God's doing something way bigger. And the thing that really struck me was the feeling that everybody had, the desire to learn was really palpable at a lot of these events that I go to. People want to learn more stuff because obviously they must not be getting it at their church or at their school. And, and we know they're not when it comes to some of these topics that, that we're trying to fill the gap for. 
But that's, that's what really excites me is that with seeing the people, like, I really want to learn about these issues and I want to learn what it's, what it means in the context of the Bible. And, uh, you know, that gets me really pumped. So the churches that didn't respond to you, they're, they're really kind of missing out on the opportunity to, yeah, it might kind of be fringy on the surface, but they're really missing out on an opportunity to fellowship and, and maybe learn and grow. Even if you don't know anything about these topics, it might be interesting to just walk in. If you're a believer, if you've been going to church every Sunday, but haven't really gone, you know, deeper than the 20 or 25 verses that the, the preacher talks about every year in a cycle, it might be very eye-opening, you know, and, and you're surrounded by people that aren't going to judge you for thinking or even investigating those topics. You know, they're, right. they're no, going to be fully It's a total blessing. I mean, you, you know, the people that I've met, as I talk about Hear the Watchman, and my YouTube channel is Hear the Watchman Journey, because it is a journey, right? You meet all these people, and it's like, like God's. Like and meeting you guys, like you know, one day Josh Peck says to me, "Have you ever, have you ever interviewed Don Shimura?" And my wife was there, and she goes, "Oh, honey, you should really interview Don Shimura. We, you should have him at one of our conferences." And I'm like, "Who is he?" I mean, <laughs> you know, and, and and then you know, you do the you do the research, and and I said to my wife, "He's like ten years old." You know, and, and like, you know, you, but you look at that and, and like, I start to see the work that you guys are doing. And then you see the work that I'm doing and we see the work that Marzulli's doing and Begley's doing and Boldea's doing. And you take a little of all of it and then you form your own educated opinion of what's going on in the world. Right. And, yeah. and, and that's, that's here the watchman. Uh, yeah. Here, the Watchman is a place where you gather information. You have the Watchmen who are up on the wall, and they're trying to tell you what's out there and what's happening. Now, you take that, and then you do with it what you will. Yeah. And, and you know, it's a beautiful thing because everybody, you know, it, it's so unbelievable that you, you go to a conference and, you know, like this, and, and someone will walk up to you and they'll say, do you believe in aliens? And I'll say, go talk to L.A. Marzulli. You know, go, you know. <laughs> you have someone to point them to right in the room. Yeah. And, and I mean, it's like, it's, it's just amazing because you can, people can have all these different beliefs and they can always find someone there that they can talk to and nurture them and make them feel like they should feel, which is a member of the remnant body of Christ and not a complete nutcase. Right. Ooh, yeah, that's powerful. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you found our stuff and, and not the tambourine man when you, when you looked up Gonzo on, on the internet. Uh, my name is Gonzo, and I love a tambourine. <laughs> you guys are like, what? You have a curfew of like 10 o'clock at night, right? You, they they won't let you out and pass that. Right? <laughs> yeah, I still get an allowance. <laughs> it just comes how, how from Patreon I now. I somehow transitioned into paying an allowance instead of getting an allowance. Oh, man. You know, it's just that second half of life, man. That is. It's that's how you know you've grown up. You grow up when you start paying somebody Paying else's bills. allowance. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, well, I, I think that's a great point that you just made. Uh, you know, a lot of times, so uh, the listeners know, but just to, to let you know, in case you don't, I have another show 
called uh, The Joyspiracy Theory, and I talk to a lot of listeners. Listeners is who I talk to. I interview them. I learn their life story. These are people who found the fringe, whether it's through, well, it's mostly through Age of Deceit. Thanks, Gons. But it's also, you know, they they get into L.A. Marzulli. They get into uh, Canary Cry Radio. They get into, all you know, name any one of the amazing people that work in this genre. And it really becomes, this might be too strong a term, but it hopefully gets the point across. It really helps them discover an identity, um, discover mm. an identity in Christ, discover disconnecting their identity with the world, you know, the, yeah. the, the world telling them who they are and, and what's going on. And that's all connect wrapped up in believing exactly what the news says and exactly what their, maybe their pastor says that may not be quite on point, but the discovery of the sort of fringe community like us oftentimes walks hand in hand with discovering, uh, you know, your own identity and along with that, new friends, new people you can relate with, people you didn't even know existed that you have more in common with than, uh, you know, some of the people in your life. And it's really been a life-changing uh, experience for a lot of people to find the types of information that uh, we all work so hard to to present well and i think that these conferences at least i hope so the conferences are a wonderful next step to that journey the next step to connect in person with uh, people like you who believe more similar to you than anyone else out there in the world <laughs> And exactly what you said, Gans, you can have conversations without completely triggering one another and, yeah. you know, calling each other fascists or, <laughs> you know, whatever, whatever the other version of that Antifa, you know, and it all comes through that unity and identity in Christ, which is really a special thing to, uh, to observe. Yeah, it, it, it truly is. And, you know, what's happened in the world, like when I grew up, the news used to present you with facts, and then you would sit back and you would kind of make your opinion of what you made of the facts that they gave you. Yeah. And now today you have to try and figure out whether they're lying to you or not. <laughs> right. You know? And at these conferences, you get truth. You get people that get together and they tell the truth. Yeah. You know, and it's a wonderful thing. What has been... In your opinion, I'm just going to ask for your opinion. What has been the most compelling presentation of all the Hear the Watchmen conferences that have uh, come to pass? And I'm going to try to top it. <laughs> wow. I would say the most compelling presentation is Pastor Paul Bagley. Pastor Paul Bagley. Well, that's going to be hard to top. Uh, <laughs> he has a way of uh, preaching that is unlike anything that I have ever seen or heard before. The other amazing thing about Pastor Paul Bagley is that, and when he comes to these conferences, he will spend time with you individually, talking to you about the Bible, praying with you, uh, just fellowshipping with you. Yeah. The, the guy's amazing. L.A. Marzulli is a, another one who is just 
kind of off the chart. I mean, you know, L.A. Marzulli uh, went down the path on on uh, we call it the flying ferry, but uh, he went down the path on this thing, and then he discovered it was a fraud, yeah. and he admitted that it was a fraud, and that he fell for it. The man's incredible, you know. This is this is a guy who's had his faith tested beyond anything that that uh, that I can imagine, and mm. and his his presentations are off the hook, crazy great. And uh, of course, then there's Gon Shamora. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> got to work on my presentation game. You know, it's, I, I feel kind of like a like a hermit that Don't gets worry, to come out it's once a year. Be recorded and sent out to like a hundred thousand people, so no pressure. No pressure. <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> oh man, I'm gonna be up all night again, fix, fix, <laughs> fixing slides, and then realizing I put the wrong scripture on the thing while I'm on stage. Make sure to run spell check this time, Gons. Spell, spell check works, but uh. uh you know, scripture caption well, I mean, test doesn't happen. This is how this is how insane people are. Okay, so I get an email this morning in in uh, a show that I did. I was on someone else's show, and I was talking about praying for the people who died on the boat in California. Yeah, because I've I've been on those boats, and so I get this email from someone that said, "I think you misstated. We're not supposed to pray for the dead." Hmm. And I was like, okay, wow. Well, I was like praying for the families of those who had died. Right. Uh, but it is just weird because people will latch on to little things like that. So, again, guns, no pressure. I mean, you, you, you'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, I'm already, I'm already outed as a CIA Jesuit uh, Nazi. It was, it was like all of the things, and then Basil is my handler. So, yeah. it's, it's all come out in the open. Yeah, uh, that was. I was flattered. I was very flattered that I got to be the handler. That was yeah. nice. Um, yeah, you're the one. You're the one holding all the cash, all the yeah. CIA cash. You're yeah, funneling it slowly to CIA me. CIA cash. Yeah. I signed the Bring checks. Bring some of that to the conference, please. <laughs> Big bags of paper. Yeah. That is awesome. Well. Mike, this has been fantastic. I'm so excited uh, for the conference. Again, 99% sure I will be there. I will be uh, talking to people. I'll be hanging out. I'll be uh, in the lectures. I'll be criticizing guns. I will be uh, doing all sorts of stuff. So if you guys are out there and you are have an ability to get to Southern California, again, you can just fly right in and walk to the hotel. It's a good time then you definitely should do it. And tell us the dates and stuff like that again. Sure. It's uh, October 10th through the 13th. The 10th is kind of a the early day where everybody checks in. We have a kind of a, uh, a little session that night, which is just kind of a get to know us sort of thing for people who are new to the conferences. And then just, you know, get there and, and be a part of it. Now, I'm going to tell you right now, if you're a young person out there and you're listening to this, and you need help. If you if you just if you if you can make it to the conference, if you can buy a ticket, but you need help some way to get there or something like that, please go to our website, click the contact button, send me an email. I'll do everything I can to make it possible for you to be there. So, you know, don't let money stand in the way of you being at this conference and changing your life, especially. If you're someone in college or a younger person who's struggling out there and loves the Lord, but 
all your friends think you're nuts. Come be with us. Amen. We're all nuts. Yeah, amen. That's so good because uh, one of the comments that I received recently when I was you know pitching it on my YouTube channel was the gospel's free, so I don't know why you're charging money for all this stuff. And I and I told the guy, you know, hey, if you're if you want a live stream, you know, just email me and I can try to hook you up. And never got an email. But, yeah. you know, we're happy to help people. It's not, it's not like, oh, you're not going to pay. Well, then you can't get the information. I mean, they say, you know, of course, I get that all the time. And what yeah. I say is the gospel is free. Yeah. But the hotel, that's not free. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now, if you can get it for free, cool. Yeah. And help, we'll just do it for free. But, you know, as, as with everything in life, if you don't have any skin in the game, it's meaningless to you, right? Yeah, exactly. We have, we have, Jeannie and I have, have, uh, you know, we've, we've told people, hey, look, just give us ten dollars as a commitment, and you can come. And when you get to the conference, we'll give you the ten dollars back. Right. Wow. Yeah. You know. I mean, it's it's just about, you know, people getting there. I mean, so, again, folks, we, we need your help. So if you truly are in need and you need to be blessed, please go to our website, click the contact button, tell me your story, and I'll do everything I can to bless you with the ticket to this conference. Amen. Very cool. And I'll certainly got to start working on my uh, fringy Christian stand-up routine so I can get a spot at these (laughs) conferences, liven it up a little bit. Hey, hey, look at the Young People's Conference next year. You're in, bro. Uh, There we go. You heard it here, folks. I trapped him. I got my (laughs) spot. (laughs) Well, Mike Kerr, thank you so much, buddy. And of course, at the end here, if there's anything left on your heart that we haven't talked about, I want to give you the opportunity to do that. Then we'll give the URL one more time, and then we we will gracefully drift off into the, the night here. Well, you know, folks, look, I I just, again, I just want you all to know that there is absolutely nothing you can't do with Jesus in your heart except nothing at all. Get out there and do it. Look at what the Lord did with me in my life. He'll do it for you in your life. But you have to suit up and show up Mm. and make it happen. Amen. Amen. Well, there you go, folks. Mike Kerr. So cool putting together the community, the in-person, the IRL community of fringe Christians just like you and I. Uh, Make sure to try to get to Southern California in October. I I just told Gons, I just got my plane tickets. I'm going to be there for at least the first day or two. After that, I need to jump back in the time machine and go accomplish some missions but i will be there i maybe maybe i'll put together a big game of uh where's basil yeah and you know the <laughs> we happen to be on a weekend that is very competitive in our little niche fringe thing in a sense because mike heiser's doing his naked bible conference that same weekend or at least the same day as the day i have my presentation yeah, and it's a I, good day. Yeah, and I think there's a huge Christian apologetics conference in Los Angeles that same weekend. So, oh really? Yeah, That's it's so a lot funny. of uh, a lot of things going on. But hey, you know, if you can't be there in person, you can definitely live stream. So you got options. Make sure to do that. You can't find me though if you live stream. No, or if you do, it'll be like a Where's Waldo situation. Like there he is, I'll but just, then just, nobody I'll try knows. Try to get behind the curtain yeah. and like poke out every once in a while. Yeah, I've seen you dressed as Waldo, so that uh, not a not a stretch. 
I found my picture of uh, when I spoke at that one conference that I got unspoke that I got <laughs> disappeared from. Yeah. Yes, I I found the picture. I thought about posting it because it's a really good picture. It is a really good picture. <laughs> it's uh yeah, you know you really I think the, it's on our Instagram. It might be. Um, the, the duck hunters would really appreciate. Yes, that was back in the days of uh, Duck Dynasty. Yeah, Duck Dynasty lore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so there. Anything else to say about Mike Kerr? Um, no, I think that's it. It's a great conversation. So. I'm pumped to meet him in person and, you know, I'm looking forward to the conference. That's right. A couple things to remember, people head over to facebook.com slash canary cry community. You can connect with listeners just like you people who are into the same stuff. And you know, it's a great place. People don't think you're crazy when you, when you just start blurting out about Nephilim. So <laughs> it's a great community to be in. It's uh, really the only one I visit on Facebook. And uh, keep an ear out because we are working for an alternative to Facebook to kind of put together our own little Canary Cry community with people and listeners just like you. Super fun. More about that later. And for those of you who have left iTunes reviews, thank you guys so much. Gons and I read every one of them. And you, listener, if you have not yet left a rating or a re- and a review on iTunes, please go do it. Gons and I want to hear from you. Uh, the ratings and reviews really pop us up on the charts. We are waiting to see what our chart report is from this week. And uh, if some people can get a few more, uh, you know, just a few more five-star ratings and reviews up there, it's really going to bump us up. I'm excited to see the results. So, head on over to whatever podcast catcher you are using and leave a rating and a review. Um, You know, we talked about how we're heading towards that 1,000 review mark. And I was kind of looking around because I'm like, hey, you know, that's that's a pretty good landmark. 1,000 ratings and reviews on iTunes. Yeah. And I was, I just, I don't listen to this show. I've listened to it before, but I Mm -hmm. happened to stumble upon the Ben Shapiro show while I was kind of scrolling around. Like, I'll check that out. How many reviews and ratings does that thing have? 60,000. Yeah, but he's <laughs> way more mainstream. I know he's he's I mean, he's a political we, show. We are in such a crazy <laughs> niche that there's no possible way that we could. And here's get, here's something that. that we have to we have to say thanks to the audience about because we again when we've mentioned it before we had this opportunity to jump on this political bandwagon when it was all just yeah. taken off in 16, 17, whatever, and we chose not to. We chose not to be all like. I don't think we could have done it effectively. And it's not even all about just like jumping on board with Trump. I no, mean, it's, it's not, just like being, po- being so political, political. In what you do. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, uh, riling people up and, and growing their amygdalas. Um, but that's not what we're into. We couldn't, I don't think we could do it if we tried, but we're so grateful with, uh, you know, what we are able to do, the, ch- what we get the chance to do. And, I mean, hey, our numbers are not bad at all. Nothing to shake a stick at, nope. considering <laughs> the extreme nichiness of what we do. <laughs> considering we don't advertise items and products to you, other than yeah. our own. That's right. Speaking of which, you can head over to patreon.com slash canarycryradio. Again, it means so much. Those of you who already support us over there, you get the bonus episodes, you get the merch, you get all sorts of cool stuff for supporting the show. Uh, Patreon is rolling out with some new tools that is going to make it easier for us to get even cooler stuff to you for supporting the show. That is 
super exciting. So if you are have been a listener of Canary Cry Radio, some people have been listeners for years or even since episode one back in 2012 or something. Yeah. If that's you and you've thought about supporting the show and you just haven't done it, literally every little thing counts, you know, $1, $3, $5, whatever it is. I mean, we, we've got some $50 to $100 people. Those are people that uh, value the show and have the resources to uh, help keep the show going. So if there's anything that you guys feel, if you're edified, educated, or entertained by the show at all, and you've been humming and hawing, now is the time to jump on board um, because there's lots of cool stuff over on the Patreon page and there's more to come. But if you don't like Patreon, I know there's been some skerfuffle about Patreon. You can head to canarycryradio.com slash support and you can sign up uh, just through PayPal there. Use a card or your PayPal account, whatever you want to do. You can sign up for monthly support there or just make a one-time donation. We love that. We get one-time donations coming in and they uh, they help out a lot. So thank you, everybody who does that. Yes, thank you. Okay, I'm not going to make a big deal about it now. Made a big deal about it in the <laughs> intro. We're going to make the outro shorter. I'm just going to end by saying, remember, if you have not checked out Canary Cry News Talk yet, you're like, oh, I don't want to hear about the news. I don't want to hear about what's going on. I get enough of that. Other people are better at it. You are correct. But Canary Cry News Talk is a very special show. Gons, you and I have, uh, we've really perfected our frequency of episodes coming out on that thing. I don't, there's been maybe a couple of weeks where we've missed shows in the past, wow, three years, almost three years since we started that show. That's ridiculous. We we started in 16, I think, at the end of 16. Oh no. Yeah, crazy. Yeah, well, head over there and leave a rating and a review on that one too, because I think that one only has about 200 ratings and reviews. Yeah. And 156 episodes. But if you haven't listened to it yet, make sure to... Yeah, 156 episodes, that's definitely three years. Wow, we've been doing that show a long time. And there's that many episodes to listen to. If you haven't listened to it, you just weren't into it, go now. Everybody, please, as a personal favor, go listen to one episode of Canary Cry News Talk. And if you don't like it, that's okay. But I think you will. Well... Other than that, Gons, I think that's it. I got some new episodes of The Joy Spiracy coming out. Uh, the Joy Spiracy Theory. It's a show where I talk to listeners just like you, as well as the researchers, the authors, the podcasters that we all love. I talk to them about their life story, their experience with uh, the fringy Christian-y stuff, as well as, I mean, I'm telling you, every single episode of that, somebody tells the craziest story I have ever heard. And it's all true. It's happened to him. And so and you'll you laugh need to go and you'll ch- cry. It'll just you be will, whole. You will. You will laugh and you will cry. There's all suspense. The emotions. There's danger. People getting thrown out of cars and like, oh, man. Lots of drug stories too. So if you're <laughs> interested in that, very interesting. And But it all ends with, uh, you know, uh, the, how Jesus coming in, changing people's lives, changing the way they see the world and ultimately how we can find joy even with everything going on in our lives and in the world so go check that out on itunes or wherever you get podcasts the joy spiracy theory uh you're not going to regret it amen no you're not oh face that was like your the chance sun. to pitch your face like this yeah well you know I, it's there 
<laughs> it's there. Face like the sun. Check it out. I'm going to be busy this next month working on my presentation, so the channel might suffer a little bit, but hey, maybe my sub count will go up if I don't publish videos. So Yeah, see, all you got to do is not publish and you get a bunch <laughs> of subscribers. <laughs> Thanks, YouTube. <laughs> all right, Gons, you good? I'm good. Okay, thanks everybody for listening to this episode of Canary Cry Radio. Make sure to tune in next time. But until then, think outside the cage. <laughs> <laughs>